call me L, you can call me Ed, you just, just fucking call me, why don't you? Hey everybody now, welcome to Live on Four Legs, a definitive live Pearl Jam podcast. A little bit of a special edition today. We're going to interview a great friend of the podcast and somebody that we got to know over the last couple months and somebody that we finally got to meet on tour because, yeah, the tour happened. So all good things happening recently and one of them is the Pearl Jam fan portraits and Tanya coming back and doing it for the first time since 2018. And what she does is actually just terrific. It's fantastic. We'll get into talking about the whole thing. And she has a book coming out called I Am Mine. And it has a lot of the photos that she's taken over the years. And it chronicles basically the whole story of the whole thing. So it's quite a sight to be seen. And it's definitely one of these uh, books that you're going to want to get your hands on. And we'll tell you how you can get your hands on it in just a little bit. So why don't we introduce Tanya to the show? Tanya, welcome. Your first time on Live on Four Legs. Yes, I'm finally excited um, to be on here. And thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. This is uh, look, I, I've told you this a billion times, but this is such a great thing that you do for the community and, you know, we need more people like you that can bring things to the table that are just going to make people happy like this cuz then, you know, you've and and really I I want to just address this first. You it kind of started pretty small and then over the years you've kind of been peppered with requests and, and you've had to sort of set up your time before going to shows to, to talk to these people and, and take photos of them. So how has that all developed? Uh, tell me like the evolution a little bit of how uh, Pearl Jam fan portraits has kind of uh, grown. Um, sure. So it really did start from a small place. Um, it was back in 2012 when I first did it. Um, Pearl Jam was going to be playing at the Made in America Festival, which I think you were you were at that, right? I was, yeah. Yes, yeah. And so, um, so at that point, it had been almost a year since I'd seen that since since I'd last seen Pearl Jam, and I was kind of at a weird place in my life. I was living in um, originally from the East Coast in Delaware, but I moved to Seattle and had to move back for various reasons, and I was kind of at this weird. Um, crossroads in my life and just thinking about life and I was looking forward to seeing Pearl Jam because they're always there for me when I need it and when I'm like going through a tough time and so as I was looking forward to the show and thinking about it I was thinking about all the people I've met along the way um, for seeing Pearl Jam because I've been seeing my first show was in 95 and I've been seeing them since and I started traveling around to see them in 2000. What show from 95? I don't think we've talked about this. uh, So (laughs) that's another story. Um, my first Pearl Jam show is actually in Singapore. Oh shit! Well, yeah. So my um, uh, my dad moved around a lot for work, and we got he had this opportunity to transfer overseas, so he took it because um, my pa- my parents are originally from India, so we'd be close to India, so we could go visit his family a lot, and just because they like to travel and live in different places, and I get it from them. And so I was there during my middle school years, and um. I really didn't know, wasn't super into Pearl Jam yet. My brother and sister wanted to go, and so I got to go along. And um, I remember being a great show, and I didn't – I wish at the time I knew how cool it was that I was at this. I didn't appreciate it because I was only 12, and I didn't wasn't able to grasp it. But looking right. back, I'm like, wow, that was really cool I was there. <laughs> 
Have you seen any of the footage from uh, that, like, forbidden Vitalogy documentary that they put out? I think it had, like, all of the Pacific area, like, uh, all the Japanese shows and then... uh, yeah, and a lot from I think they played like the Philippines. I don't remember. Philippines, if there was a, yep. Yeah, I don't remember if there was a lot of there was much footage from Singapore, but I know there was some definitely from Asia, and I always thought that was cool. And I just have Asia's like a and it's, it's such a big area, but um, one day I'd love to see Pearl Jam over there. I also lived in Japan for a year after college, and I always wish I got to see uh, Pearl Jam over there. Um, so I hope they do tour there again one day. <laughs> So you are a world traveler. This is something I, I, I didn't know before uh, this conversation that we've had. And we've had a lot of conversations. Yeah, we have. Um, that's probably like, I guess, my three main passions in life. So it's music. Um, that's why I'm here. And photography and travel. So I have I just grew up with travel. And it's just something I love to do. And um, so when I was in college, I studied abroad in Spain. And then I studied abroad in Japan. And then I went back and lived in Japan for a year and I backpacked over South, around Southeast Asia, backpacked a little bit in Europe. And um, yeah, I haven't done it as much lately. I do miss it. But um, so when I was doing fan portraits and going around the country, um, you know, I really enjoyed it because I got to travel and see a lot of places in the States I hadn't seen. Or, you know, you went, you know, like, for example, M- Moline, Illinois, when would I ever choose to go there? But because Pearl sure. Jam played there, I went <laughs> But um, I guess we went on a big tangent to get back to how I started it. So this, um, I was going through this phase in my life and I was just thinking about how much um, Pearl Jam has meant to me and how it's meant, how it's meant so much to other fans and about all the fans I've met along the way. And I just started thinking about how I wanted to do something to capture the fan base because I just know they have, we have such an amazing fan base, the Pearl Jam fans. And then, you know, I was also already into photography at that point. So I was thinking about combining like my two passions and what can I do to capture a Pearl Jam fan? So I was just thinking if, if I took a portrait of just you, unless you're wearing like a Pearl Jam shirt or something, how does that signify you're a Pearl Jam? How can I capture your connection to the music? And then honestly, like it just popped in my head. Like the idea just came to me. Well, why don't I have the fans write down their lyrics? And it just started from there. And so I tried it out that day at the Made in America Festival. And I think I took like 100 portraits that day. And like nobody oh, wow. knew. Yeah, nobody knew about it. Like I posted it on Facebook. And so I think a few people did hear about it there. But it was really me like going up to people and saying, hey, do you want to do this and explaining it to them? Um, and I remember... Um, when I was about to take my first fan portrait. So I take, I took a couple of my friends in August just so I could have something to like show people what it was that I was trying to do. And then, but the actual official fan portrait, the first one I took like at, at that day at made in America. Um, I remember it was like 1230 in the afternoon and we were on the street and Matt Cameron actually walked by. Oh wow! And, um, I was, he was with some other people and I didn't want to bother him, but I just remember, um, like I was about to take the picture and I turn around and I'm like, wait, that's Matt walking down the street. So I always think that was like kind of good luck (laughs) 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 from my first very taken the very first fan portrait. But, um, so the way it evolved was, I mean, it turned into something way bigger than I imagined. Like it really just started from this small place. Like I just really wanted to do something to document our fan base and capture like 
our emotions and sentiment and connection to the music. And then, uh, you know, through social media by the, on the 2013 tour, I started like posting about it. And, um, I also set up at, um, as the volunteers of pre parties, if I could set up at their pre parties and, um, that helped get the word out too. And then by, um, and people were just willing to do it. And then by the 2014 tour, people were messaging me before the tour and asking where I was going to be. And I started to get long lines. And then, um, so I would start at like 12 or 1 PM and I would have to go straight until like 6 PM and then run back to wherever I was saying, drop off my camera, my gear, and then run back to the venue in order just to make it to the show in time. Wow. Yeah. It, it was just crazy. I, I was just shocked by the demands and the interest. And then on the 2016 tour, I started to try to like make appointments or like schedule people ahead of time and do it for just two or three hours. Cause as much as I love doing it, it was, it truly is a labor of love. Um, yeah. and I just had to like shut it down at a certain point so I could have time to like get to the show and everything. Right. Uh, it was tough. I don't like saying no to people and I really love it because I, it means so much to me when, that people actually wanted to participate and be a part of the project and that they actually wanted to get their photo taken because, um, a lot of people don't like getting their picture taken. Um, I'm sure you've seen that or heard that. Yeah. Um, like a lot of people don't are camera shy or don't like being in front of the camera. And what I found that was unique with this is that people were able to get past that and were able to put that to the side. It didn't like deter them from doing this because it meant so much to them to have their, their, um, um, what the music means to them captured. And that's something that I, I found like truly like remarkable about uh, remarkable as I was doing this for years. Do you remember your first one? I'm very curious to know what the first person, who the first person, what the first quote ever was. Oh, um, caught me on the spot. I know who it was. And I, um, I'm like 90% sure I know which lyric they chose, but um, I'd have to double check. Hold on, let me see. Um, I don't want to pause for too long, but I have everything organized. <laughs> I should be able to pull it up in just a minute <laughs> on my computer here. Um, I feel like it was given to fly, but let me double check. Okay. You've had like so many over the years where, you know, you're, you're getting the, the, cause you got to think like a lot of these lyrics are so impactful for people you know i i think by looking at the book i saw a couple people had uh the the inside job quote how i choose to feel is how i am you know uh turn my world to black uh don't, don't it make you smile like all of these kind of very and given a fly has that too which would make a lot of sense for people to top on that right away just to have something as simple as a human being that was given a fly like those lines have impacted just about everybody that is within this community. And it, and it means something to, you know, any fan that, that you can pass by on the street. So I, I totally, I, I totally feel that. I totally see that a lot of people are taking kind of the same songs. And uh, I, I think the way that you do it in the book is just a, a very creative way to kind of bring that whole story together. Yeah. And so I did just find the portrait. So it was, I was right. It was given to fly. And, um, the lyric she used was, and he still gives his love. He just gives it away. The love he receives is the love that is saved. And that's such a, um, especially, um, I think over the years, especially, I think we see this with a lot of Pearl Jam songs. It's kind of become like an anthem song. Like, you know, when they play it, it's just, 
the whole crowd gets going with that song. And it, it's just mm. one of the songs that so many people connect with and for good reason. But um, what you're saying about the book, I really do appreciate that. It was, um, a, what, when people asked me what it was like, the process, um, so I, I knew I wanted to do this book for a while. And people would ask me on tour, like, when's the book coming out? And I would be like, it's going to happen. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, how am I ever going to do this? Because so it was like the 2018 tour. Um, I did the, the Fenway shows. And I remember, um, like I did a post on Facebook, was like, I had a good time. And, you know, I need to go home now. And I said, now it's time to actually start working on the book. And I think it was just very overwhelming and a daunting task. Cause at that point, you know, I'd taken over a thousand portraits and it was like, how, where do I start? How am I going to compile these together in a book? How am I going to organize it? Um, and I, I just got so much respect for photographers who've done photography books. And now I see like what they're faced with when you try to put a book together of your work. And I think, so it's kind of like writer's block. Like it really took me some time to put together, um, just like the layout, like how am I going to organize this? And I think that was the biggest challenge. Do you remember talking to some people and like a lot of these are, are very emotional. Some of them, you know, the guys that, that do dirty Frank and stuff like that, like, you know, some people are just having some fun with it, but do you remember like, and, and you don't have to, of course, mention actual people. Do you remember kind of some of the, the people that did come by that did share something emotional and obviously within talking to you and really breaking down with the lyric, it seems like a lot of people really invested their time with this and, and to put a lot of effort into, and, and, um, not just that, but like poured their emotion into this as well. Um, yes, a hundred percent. And I think that, um, was something that was so inspirational from doing this is that, not that people just were wanted to get their picture taken, but that they wanted to share their story with me. And so when I would take their portrait, I would first, you know, we would say hi and meet, and then I would take their picture. And after that, you know, I would talk to them and, or they would just want to start sharing with me why they chose their lyrics and tell their story. And um, I mean, I just get chills just now, just um, thinking about it and talking about it and thinking about the people I've met and the stories they've shared. Cause it's just, um, there is just some really deep stuff. Like I, I remember one person, um, you know, chose the song alive and she was there with her daughter and, um, it was just that simple line, like I'm alive or, uh, you know, I'm still alive. And, um, cause she survived cancer and, um, she didn't think she was still going to be here or be able to go to Pearl Jam. And she was able to see Pearl Jam with her daughter. Um, you know, so just stories like that. Um, and I think, and, and I, it just puts, um, you know, all these songs into, um, it's just has so much different meaning for it's pers different meaning for each person. Like, so, you know, somebody else is going to look at that song and take, um, a different meaning from it and how they apply it to their life. But, um, oh, there's so many stories. Um, I've had people who I would see at every show and they're like, I'm going to do the fan portrait at the next show. I'm going to do it at the next show because they couldn't decide what lyrics to use. Like they were just agonizing and they're like, I've been thinking about it for weeks or for months. Um, and they just put so much thought into it because they still, and they, they still couldn't decide which lyric um, they were going to go with. And what, then they finally, you know, did choose. Um, but I just thought that was amazing that some people 
put that much thought into it. And then other people um, just decided on the spot. And I would, because some people were having a tough time, I was like, it doesn't have to be your absolute favorite song of all time. Like some people know it and that's fine. And they go with that. But I would tell other people, just what song are you feeling today? Like what was the last song, Pearl Jam song you heard that you just really connected with those lyrics and really moved you or you're hoping to hear tonight is whatever is clicking with you with what's going on in your life right now. And a lot of people um, uh, really took inspiration from that with choosing their lyrics too. Um, but if you want more examples of um, stories of people I've met, I, I'm, you know, I'm happy to do that, share more. Yeah, I think just from what we saw this past week, and we got to see a girl, you know, get to see the book and get to see her picture in the book. And and it was emotional. She started to break down and like it really meant a lot to her. And people aren't just picking the lyrics because like they love a song called uh, like Blood. You know, they're picking the lyrics because these are lyrics that have stuck with them for forever. And, you know, there were people that we talked to that, you know, had lost family members. There are people that we talked to that, you know, same, same thing, uh, had a loved one that, that dealt with cancer and, and, or is dealing with cancer. And, and a lot of what you're seeing in these photos are people sort of rising above their challenges and what they're holding there is way more than a lyric. It's sort of like a definite, a definition of what they're doing with, with, with their life at that very moment and kind of like a, a way to live. Like I, you know, if I, I kind of feel like I copped out a little bit because I kind of turned mine into a, it's meaningful. I kind of turned mine into a joke. My, my, my choice was uh, all the answers will be found in all in the mistakes that we had made. And I was just like, Oh, what if I held it upside down and it'd be a mistake or anything like that. But man, if I took something from present tense, then that would have killed me, you know? Yeah. Like, I would have just, I probably would have broke down a little bit because that's something that has really kind of stuck with me over the years and, and it means a lot to me. Yeah, exactly. But I think, um, I think the beauty of this book, though, is that it captures both ends of like the spectrum of the emotion. So it has, um, it's capturing emotions for people that's more maybe something, um, that was a tough time or a challenge or something sad that they went through. But then it also, there's people who did portraits because it's celebrating um, life or um, something, you know, they got married or found their, the love of their life. And sure. that's a really beautiful, happy thing. And I, I really like appreciate that it's, it's covering, you know, all of that, like from both ends. Yeah, I, I, it's just, again, like being able to see everybody and, and people put a lot of thought and a lot of effort into it, like you said. And, you know, it, it means something to everybody. And I think that's just sort of what the this band entails is that, you know, whether if it's something that is really deep, deep seated, that is a tie to losing a family member or sort of rising up above a challenge, or if it's, you know, kind of almost a joke thing as, as I brought, I've seen people uh, in the book that dirty Frank and, and a couple of the lyrics from those kind of songs. It's, it's signifying that like they all have a connection in, in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. um, I, like uh, I, th that's interesting. I think we talked about it a little bit before we started recording just about the songs 
And, you know, I, 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 there, there are some that are going to be every single time. They're going to be pretty obvious that you're going to get people that are going to put black lyrics. You're going to get people that are going to put given a fly lyrics. But what are there songs that like haven't gotten used before? Because I think we talked about it. I, w- I would love to know which ones are kind of like almost like if you're collecting songs uh, when, when you're seeing them uh, on tour, you're kind of doing the same thing. You're like, ah, does, does nobody have pilot or something like that? What, what let's, let's hear what songs uh, uh, are still needed to be done uh, in order to, to make fan portraits full. Um, so that's a great question. And I know um, you're into stats um, and I am too. So um <laughs> So it was actually um, kind of fun for me to go through and see which songs have not been um, done. Like nobody's done a fan portrait with those songs. So we can go um, by album if you want to do that. Let's do it. Sure. Okay. So um, with 10, um, it, I think most people would guess this. Um, every song has a fan portrait with 10. Out of feeling. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, but with the next album versus there's only one it was almost two, but I, I thought there was two songs, but it's actually just one song. Um, do you have any guesses? I'm going to say Rats. Okay, so that's close. So Rats was one of the ones that I thought, but then I did um, realize that there was one, just one fan portrait um, with Rats. Um, huh. But the, so yeah, just one. Um, Glorified G, maybe? Yep, that's, the, that's uh. it. Nobody's done Glorified G. Well, um, I'm glad that nobody did always keep it loaded because that would be pretty <laughs> scary. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised that that's not one that was done. So maybe that's a good thing. But um, <laughs> there was a there was a couple ones that were close. Like I, only one person did go, and only one person did animal. So those one are go close. or animal. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But then when you look at that album, um, Rearview Mirror, you know, daughter. Yeah, Rear Vermeer, like elderly woman is probably um, the most common uh, fan portrait with that album. Um, uh, um, small town is most common and then indifference and rearview mirror are probably sure. runner-ups for that album yeah yeah i bet you have a lot of she will rise above it as well um with daughter yeah uh just a few of those yeah um okay. but i think that's a really like meaningful line for people um so with vitalogy um this is a pretty well covered album too there's only oh so let's not not including um you know Foxy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Foxy Mob and um, how about Bugs? Yeah, that's the only one that wasn't done. Um, was Bugs okay? Um, which I thought somebody might have done that because there's a few people did just to like have fun with, but nobody did that one. But the most, yeah, but the most common um song from that album is Corduroy. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's not surprising in the least, yeah. it's definitely not Satan's bed. Yeah. <laughs> there was a couple Satan's bed though. <laughs> but um and then okay, so then we have no code. So this was um an interesting one too. Um so there's two songs that were not there's no fan portraits with any guesses. I guess I'm open is one of them. Um no, actually I'm open um has been done more than once. Wow. Um yeah, so it was actually Mankind and Around the Bend. Really? Huh. Yeah. There's some nice lyrics in Around the Bend. I'm actually kind of surprised by that. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I'm sure there's people who thought of doing that, but then they probably like choosing between this song and another song. So, but um, yeah, that one hasn't been done. Um, 
if anybody's listening in, like these, this is this is your <laughs> key to whenever you get to meet Tanya and get to to do one of these, you know, around the bend and and glorified G. Like these are your options here. <laughs> yep. And so I, most people just go with the song that that means a lot to them, or they they um, you know, is clicking with them at that time in their life. But I have had I have had people who. Um, specifically wanted to do a song that nobody else has or very few people had. So sure. this is interesting for some people. Um, so, and then from No Code, the most, um, the common one was Present Tense, but, yeah. you know, I, I mean, for sure, that's such a great song and means so much. I think so many, like, I think most fans all connect with that song. And um, out of um, all the songs in the book, that's up there as one of the most uh, used ones. So. Wow. Yeah, I'm not surprised um, by that at all. Yeah, I know that one means a lot to you. And um, yeah. Um, so with Yield, um, there's, yeah, there's, I guess, um, two that, yeah, there are two that were not done. And um, one of them is my favorite song of all time. <laughs> Brain of oh, Jay has never been done? No. <laughs> Oh, I thought Brain of Jay was your favorite song of all time. It, it is, yeah. And so, but my fan portrait, um, I that um that I have in the book of me is not Brain of Jay, actually. Oh. <laughs> so um I did do a fan portrait um of my son Arlo, who um just right. turned two last month. And I actually um his is with the Brain of Jay lyrics. Um, but I did this like after I put the book together and everything. So I'm thinking I'm gonna have to put his portrait in the book. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. And then um, Untitled didn't have any. Well, that's, but that's, that's not, that's really, just a red dot on Untitled, yeah, not Untitled, that, Untitled. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if we're just being technical, <laughs> but otherwise <laughs> it, was, it was just Brain of Jay. And then the, um, the common one from that album was Given to Fly. But I sure. mean, that's a, um, that one was really, because um, some of the, like with some of the other albums, like with No Code, like sometimes only had like a couple or, like off he goes only had a few or Luke and only had like one or two, but with yield, like um, there was a, for the most part, there was a decent amount with a lot, like all the songs, like no way might've only had a couple, but like in hiding got a good amount, low light, you know, all those yesterdays, like that was just a really, I don't know. I feel like that was just Push a, me, pull me had a bunch. Which one? Push me, pull me. Um, I, it will, it like, it had like, um, I feel like all the songs are well represented. What represented? It wasn't just like one portrait. Okay. Like you know, so there was a few with Push Me Pull Me actually. Um, I know has got to be a really tough one, right? Because there are some tracks on there. Yeah. So that's um, um, out of all the albums that has the least um, fan portraits from from. That's there. disappointing. I know it's. Um, I feel like that album is just. I got. I feel like it's gotten. Um, over the years, I feel like it's aged so well, in my opinion. I loved it from the beginning, but I even when I go back and hear it now, I'm always like, wow, this is an amazing album. Um, so there was not um, a lot done from this album. So um, just looking I'd at assume the like list. no evacuation or rival. Yep. So there's no break or fall. Um, I actually did a fan portrait with break or fall, but I, um, like a, a few years ago, but I only wanted to put, like I did, a, I've done a few over the years, but of course I was only going to put one of myself in the book. So I didn't yeah. pick that one. Um, but nobody else has done it or God's dice evacuation. 
of the girl, grievance, rival, and parting no ways. No, no grievance, no parting ways. What? Yeah. Um, so the most common is um, Light Years from that yeah. album. Yeah. And then people, a few people did Sleight of Hand. There was one, Soon Forget. There's a couple, Nothing As It Seems. Um, a few thin air, um, like one or two in significance. But why don't you explain yeah. to people how you're presenting in the book? Because if there are multiples of one song, uh, but um, you know different lyrics, how are you presenting that? Oh, yeah, you know what? That's a really good question because people listening to this have not seen the book yet. <laughs> um, so. Um, the way I did end up doing the book is um, by album. So the first chapter is 10 and then it goes in order of the track listing. So um, each, so I think what's neat about it is you can look at the table of contents and say, Oh, I want to see, um, you know, who did light years from binaural. So you can go to the binaural chapter and then go through the order of songs for that album and then find light years. And the people who did portraits from light years are in that section. Um, so I think it's kind of neat, like how it's, they're all grouped together. You know, stuff like this and the, the, the way that you thought of all this, um, like, it's just, it, it, it's, it's perfect fan service because I think what the fans seem to love the most is just being able to celebrate the simple things about the band. And I think one of the simplest things is just uh, everybody, you know, that we can all kind of commonly share is that we all know the track listings of mm -hmm. all the records. So when you go through and, you know, it, it maybe for some people they're going to read it and be like, okay, there's once there's even flow. There's a lot. Oh, wait a minute. And maybe it's kind of one of those moments where kind of like in Philadelphia or kind of like in Moline where they're like, Oh, okay. I see what they're doing here. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. like, I, paying tribute to that, uh, it's just like, that's such a, it's a romantic way of, you know, actually saying like, I care about this and I care about the band's history and I care about everything that goes into it. It's not just creative. It's, it's romantic in that way too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I put a lot of thought into it and how, um, the best way to organize the photos and, um, you know, I know I'm, I've um, talked about the book a lot and everything, but you know, I can't wait for um, you and everyone to see it. It really, well, you actually did get to, uh, um, to see a, um, a preview of it um, at our event in St. Louis, but for everyone else, it really um, just does look beautiful. Like photos are meant to be printed and seen, um, you know, a, a, as um, you know, a tangible thing like in person. And it's just really brings them to life. Um, and I feel like you can like pick up on the people's, um, you know, the individual's emotion more when you actually see the portrait printed, um, and, you know, look at their face and look at the, the lyrics they're holding. Um, and Just something, if you don't mind answering this, yeah. um, black and white. So you decided to go with like the black and white look, uh, how come black and white over color? Um, so that is a good question. Um, I guess, cause I knew I was. I decided to do black and white because I, even though in the beginning I wasn't sure where this was going to take me, I was hoping that I'd start doing this in, in um, different cities and different locations. And I wanted some kind of consistency. So even though it's like different people in different cities and different lyrics, um, I felt like keeping a black and white kind of um, made it cohesive. And then also um, 
So when I first got into photography, I actually, um, so even though all these photos are done digitally, I first started with photography, learning um, with black and white film using a, you know, analog camera. Yeah. 35 millimeter. And and kids don't know what the dark room is now. (laughs) Yeah. And in the dark room, I took a class in college and that's how I first started and got into photography. I never had picked up a digital camera before. And um, so it was kind of paying homage to that too. Cause you know, I have nothing, I have nothing wrong with digital. Obviously these are all digital. I love digital, but I just, um, there's something I just love about black and white. Cause that's like what I started with. You're, you're creating. It feels like you, when, when you're working with film, like you're putting more effort into actually building something. And when mm-hmm. you have something digital, yeah, you can alter it. You can go in and, and work on Photoshop and, and what have you and, and make it, you know, brighter, dimmer, whatever you have to do to, to make it look good. But you're uh, it's, it's a crapshoot when you're working in the darkroom, you really got to know what you're doing and kind of learn that craft and perfect it. You know what I mean? Right. And I think, and it's not to go on a whole soapbox about photography, but with learning with film, it really, I love it. um, yeah, when you learn with film, um, you have to learn how to frame your picture and pay attention to what you're seeing, you know, through the lens because, um, you know, you don't get to see it right away after and you don't get to take like a million pictures after to try to perfect it. It's more like you're learning the art of how to actually take a picture and take it, you know, your right. first time or second time. So, um, and that's how I learned. And so I'm just really passionate about that. <laughs> um, I was going to say about um, one thing that was interesting when I was just thinking about, like when I was organizing the, the albums and the song. Um, so a big part of starting to work on this book was, um, so I had all my photos organized by each concert that I took it out just cause that's how I took them. And so, you know, it was a huge task to go through all the photos and pull, okay, what are all the ones from love boat captain and put that in this folder. And, and, um, you know, as diehard as a fan, I am, there were some portraits where I would read the lyrics and I'm like, I know that song. What song is that from? And I'd have to go and look it up (laughs) and really, um, and that was like, but that was like so cool to me, like being just like a nerd about all this. Um, I was just like, wait, I know those lyrics, but which song does that go to? And, and, (laughs) and once I started organizing into each folder and then realizing that how many I've taken, how many people did from this song or this song, I, I just thought that was really cool. You know, you know, I think we all get tossed up with the lyrics sometimes. I, I, I still will sing the like I, I found myself once or twice on this tour saying um, I always used to say I'll uh, I'll take the promise back instead of I'll take the vermin's path. And oh, that's yeah. always sort of kept in my head somehow. So and you just I, stay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of caught myself once or twice on this tour saying I'll take the promise back. And I don't <laughs> know why I ever thought that. Like, and I'm like hitting myself. I'm like, you're an idiot. It's the vermin's path. Come on. You've listened to this song 10,000 times. And we all, yeah, we absolutely all do that. Yeah, for sure. Has there ever been sort of a, a, a fan portrait mishap like that? Um, yeah, for sure. There was, um, usually it's, it'll, um, they've written their lyrics down and I've taken the picture and stuff. And then we're talking after, and then we realize um, okay, wait a second. The lyric, this was like the wrong word, the wrong lyrics. So yeah, it has happened. Um, and I think there's one, um, well, I won't spoil it, but I think there's one 
um, that I did include in the book. And they, they, one word is different because that's how they interpret it, but you can still, oh. rest of the line is the same. So you still, it's still, you can still like tell which song it's from. It doesn't change like, um, doesn't change it completely. So something like that, like I would, you know, I would still keep, cause we didn't, you know, I'd already, it was already in the past. Like it wasn't like in the moment when I realized it or the person realized it. So sure, I think sure. that's kind of cool. Cause that's, you know, their interpretation. I, of it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Everybody has a different interpretation of the thing. Like people, even the whole idea of what the song means to some people, it, uh, you know, what it, it goes against what, what the band's intention was, but if it's still, if they came to that on their own accord, then more power to them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we can go through the remaining albums real quick. Um, yeah, why don't, you, why don't you just like uh, just hit on every song that hasn't been used yet? Like just quickly Black, go through Riot yeah. Act and all them. Yes, yeah, so Riot Act is for all your completists. <laughs> exactly. For Riot Act, um, there was two that were not used, which is Green Disease and Help Help. Um, Crop Duster and Get Right only had one from for each of those songs. Um, Avocado. Um, there's a few from that one, Worldwide Suicide, Marker in the Sand, Big Wave, Wasted Reprise, Comatose only had one, and then Backspacer, um, there was none from Gonna See My Friend or Johnny Guitar. Um, but on <laughs> Johnny the, Guitar, the, <laughs> who would have thought? But um, um, on the other hand, though, um, Just Breathe and Unthought Known are some of the most common chosen songs, actually. Sure. So that oh, album yeah. is definitely... Um, sees both sides of it and then lightning bolt um there was none from sleeping by myself um let the records play only had one and then uh, we won't go into lost dogs because that's just um uh, a whole other thing. hitchhiker <laughs> and all those grammy yeah. if you was people there a picked, weird one-off hitchhiker that was used nobody used hitchhiker um i'm sorry we were lost dogs what <laughs> no i said hitchhiker but that's because i said it literally two seconds ago no i meant is, was there a weird lost dog one that was used um oh that's I'm like on. 420 or something like that no nobody did that um they somebody did um whale song okay um which i thought was kind of cool um maybe they're a swimmer i don't yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. Nothing really. Down was actually done a lot. Um, that was really down was really um, used a lot. Both um, can dr- grow from uh, from dirt like me. It can be done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That line. Yeah, that great was a line. common one. Yeah, it is a great line. I love that one. Um, nothing too. That, a B girl, like that's a fun one. There was a few from that. Drifting. There was actually a couple from Drifting. Huh. Um, no, no, but nobody did last kiss. <laughs> <laughs> mm, then maybe they shouldn't play it. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is a good indication to the band. They should look at your stats. And because, <laughs> because look, it, these are the lyrics that people are attaching to. And yeah. they should be saying, you know what? Okay. There's a ton of people that love, you know, and go to Unthought Known, which is not something that doesn't get played, but they could say, all right, there's a ton of people that love Unthought Known. Let's regularly get this in the set list, you know, and, and then some of the others, it unfortunately, like a green disease or a help help would have to kind of get cut off the chopping block a little bit. But, you know, I, I, that's it's a and you've done so many. Do you have a number of how many photos that you've taken or? 
Oh, so I don't have an exact number, but it's a little bit over a thousand. Okay. So it's, it's definitely around, it's around that. Yeah. And um, but definitely over that now with the ones I took in St. Louis on Sunday. So that's exciting. <laughs> oh, and speaking of, so um, for those who weren't there, um, one of the rewards on the Kickstarter was that you could pledge to get the book and then get your fan portrait taken. So it was like your last um, chance to get a fan portrait taken and be in the book. Um, and I asked some people to choose lyrics from Gigaton because um, since that album, you know, is out now and I um, really just want to be, um, have the book be complete. And I feel like it's missing if, something if it doesn't have that album in it. So I wanted to get some fan portraits with um, uh, some of this. So there was only um, a couple of songs. What, what, we had talked about this earlier, which um, I just Yeah, whoever said all right. And I think I saw a river cross. Yeah. Uh, was there a seven o'clock too? I, I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. I didn't get the stats right. for that yet, but um, I think it's cool. Like people were excited about doing it actually. And um, now I only went to two shows this tour, but um, as I've been working on the book again, since doing stuff up with the Kickstarter, since I've been home from the show, I've been listening to the album a lot. And I, and I think and the songs, I don't know, they, they just sound even you know, better now that I heard a few of them live. So yeah. I'm glad people are excited about using lyrics from that one. From yeah, that for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, since we're at this part now, I like, uh, we'll, we'll ask you like one or two more questions, but let's plug the Kickstarter right now so that people that, you know, uh, hopefully they're not drifting out of this because this has been a fantastic conversation, but uh, this is, this is the point where they can perk their ears up. And uh, what, what can people do if they want a copy of this book? Okay. So um, you can go to the Kickstarter um, and the um, easy link to go to is Pearl jam fan portraits, um, I'm all over social media. Um, and my regular website is Pearl jam fan It's also linked from there. Um, and so the Kickstarter closes October 1st. Um, so we're getting down to the end here. And um, the way you can get a copy of the book is um, there's different rewards on there. So one of the rewards is just to get the book. Um, and so if you pledge and support to get the book, you're basically pre-ordering a copy of the book and I'll guarantee that you'll get a copy of it. There's some other rewards with perks. So if you um, have taken a fan portrait before and you want to get a print of yours um, and with the book, you can select that one. Um, and so there's some things like that on there. Um, and the book should be, my goal is to have it ready, um, and shipped to people, um, early next year. So February, 2023 and Can't wait. yeah. And then, oh, and so some other things to, um, that, um, I get so focused on all this other stuff, um, about the book, but, um, for people who don't know, I've actually taken Mike McCready's fan portrait. And so his is in the book and it's never been seen before. I've never posted it online. So nobody knows what lyric he chose or anything. So it's kind of a cool, um, like extra surprise um, to get the book and see what he did and what his picture looks like. I've seen it and you guys are going to love it. <laughs> yeah. So that was, um, that was a really cool um, experience to do that and opportunity. You can't um, mention before oh, uh, any more. No, to add that. Um, no, you go ahead. Okay. No, uh, I, I just want, I just want to say real quick, um, that, uh, yeah, I, I put in for the Kickstarter happily and, uh, loved supporting this and obviously getting my photo taken. It was, you know, I think you, the, the way that we kind of 
connected was you went and did Anthony's podcast for touring fan live and you were a guest on that. And I don't think I had ever heard of it before. I, I, I might've seen some pictures here and there, but nothing kind of stuck with me. But from that point on, I think there was a lot of, I think I was commenting a lot on that live stream and, and Anthony was like, yeah, you, you two need to kind of connect with this and, yeah. and get together with it. Um, and, and yeah, like, I think I must've come up with like about 20 different songs that I would have liked to do. And obviously I wanted to support the gigaton section of the book and, and really kind of fill that out. So that's, that's, that's what I did in shows. But, um, I, I, I just have one request for my book. I would love my book to be autographed by the wonderful Tanya Kang here. Oh, well, that's really kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> because I, cause you're a creative artist and you do a phenomenal job with your work and your, your name should be autographed in the book. Well, thank so, you. <laughs> so I, so I can show my kid and say that's somebody that matters. Oh, thank you. That really does mean a lot. I mean, honestly, it's um, meeting fans like you and the fans I've met over the years who've really believed in me and supported my journey and followed my journey. And that was what was really emotional for me um, at the um, St. Louis show is because I hadn't done this in four years. And this was something I used to do almost every year. And um, well, you know, pretty actually pretty much every year from 2012 until 2018, I did it every year. and. It was just a big part of my life. Like, you know, in 2016, I did almost 20 shows on the tour. This is what I did. Oh. And um, in 2013, I did like 13 shows or 12 shows, shows like each show. And, and, I, and I was, I pro- would have gone to a lot of shows anyway, but I was definitely going to more because I wanted to try to capture as many fans as I could around the country. And um, I met a fan in St. Louis who did her fan portrait back in 2013 at the Pittsburgh show. So that was only the second show ever I did fan portraits. And it was with her son who was just a little kid then. And she did um, her portraits in the book. You'll see it. And she did lyrics from smile. um, And her son held a sign. This is my first concert. And I hadn't seen her since. So then all these years later, she's there at our event um, to support me. And she wished her son could be there again to do an updated portrait, but unfortunately he couldn't make it over from college. But it was just stories like that. Or then I met this fan from, you remember meeting Javier that day yeah. from, you already knew him, but I didn't know him from, he lives in the States now, but he's originally from Chile. And he said um, when they were playing in Chile a few years back um, when Pearl Jam was, he thought, he said there was a rumor going around that I was there. I wish I was. I, I, I did go to Mexico City and did fan portraits, but not Chile. <laughs> and he said he was looking around for me all day with his friends because they really wanted wow. to get a portrait taken. And I, I just couldn't believe it. And, um, so of course I took his fan portrait on Sunday um, <laughs> just after hearing that. But yeah, it was just really, um, I, it's just, you know, it's just really super heartwarming um, to see people um, really support what I've been doing and believe in it. So I just wanted to say that. <laughs> no, I, like it's, and Javi is a great human being and I'm like privileged to have met him on Sunday as well and seen uh, him and a lot of almost everybody that did one on Sunday got to see their portrait get done and just to see the process on that and then get to talk to them a little bit afterwards. And that's something that we have a lot of footage for, and we're definitely going to put together kind of like a, a a big trailer for, you know, showing you guys like, Hey, this, you know, this, 
this is what the book is all about and this is how special the book is and i think you know obviously when this comes out it's not going to be done i I can't i can't do it in one weekend you guys but uh, whenever it does um i think you guys will get a really nice glimpse of what it takes to do all this and what it means for all the people to be involved and and take it really seriously and really put a lot of thought and effort into it. Because everybody that we, we talked to had just terrific answers to their question. Obviously, we're all coming off of pandemic, so things kind of, you know, speak to us louder than they would have in 2019 or something like that. So, yeah, it, it, it was just seeing it all go down. It was just a really wonderful experience. And once again, what you're doing for everybody, for the fans, for, for the, the band, even the fan base, uh, is just fantastic. And you're one of the good people in this community. And I, I, I can't wait to see the finished, finished product of this. Cause I was just so overjoyed with, with how it all turned out. Thank you so much. Um, you summed it up way better than I could. Um, so I really appreciate that. And yeah, just thank you for all the support. And once again, it is fan, uh, Pearl Jam Fan Portraits book.com. Did I get that yep. right? Yep, Pearl Jam Fan Portraits book.com. That'll take you to the Kickstarter. It'll take you to the Kickstarter. So hopefully, all of you guys will pitch in and help that out. Uh, the more that you're able to make, the more books that you're going to be able to produce. So hopefully, you know, we can continue this and keep this going for, for a while because, uh, you know, this is, this is something it's, it's not just a coffee table book. This is something that you're going to want to really sink your teeth into and, and, uh, and really give some time. So, uh, Thank you so much for joining today. This was terrific and really kind of got to dig even deeper because I, I peppered you with questions over in St. Louis too and asked you a bunch of things. And now it kind of got a little bit more insight on the history of, of everything you've done. And then just once again, like, you know, it's fascinating to me uh, just how, uh, how this all kind of transpired. So thanks for coming on again. And, um, you know, hopefully in 2023, we'll be able to get, you know, uh, whenever the first couple shows are, we'll be able to get like another fan portrait going and, and we'll really be able to kind of, you know, do a, a, a book showing, essentially. What do you think about that? That sounds fantastic. I'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, much love to your family and uh, can't wait for February. Yep. Thank you. Same here. All right, everybody. Thanks all for tuning in. And uh, I think the, we usually end with a song because it's better than ending with dead air. So Arlo held up a sign that said uh, the whole world will be different soon. So I think I know what I'm going to play to to end this off here. And uh, for anybody that's a listener of the podcast consistently, you know it too. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. Thanks to Tanya for for joining us. We will see you with another episode probably very soon. That's kind of what we do here. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in.